We are back with regular scheduled programming. Well, kind of. <laughs> Both in NXT land in here at the DDT review team because, um, yeah, this we're the time of this recording is not our normal recording day. <laughs> no, it feels weird, actually. I know. It also <laughs> feels weird that we premiered our new co-host at the Vengeance Day review. Yeah. He is not going to be here this week. I know. Because <laughs> we took, we took, we sacrificed last week's episode because we did Vengeance Day. And then by the time we were done, we we're like, let's do NXT. Finish Vengeance Day. No, we're all going to bed. It's tired. Yeah, we're like, good night. Exhausted. <laughs> we were so tired. And then on top of that, we had just learned that Scott DeMora and Tina got fired on the same day. So uh... it was a long day of professional wrestling. And we're going to talk about that more on our TNA review tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> me and will are gonna like talk about all the developments that have happened within the last week but that's for another company we are here to review wwe nxt for tuesday february 13th 2024 this is the ddt reviews it is myself and will this week andrew will be back next week so Again, I love we premiered our new co-host. He can't be here this week, but he'll be back next week. So all three of us will finally be in the same room together yeah, for yeah. a regular NXT review. Because I, w- I would have loved to gotten Andrew's thoughts on this because I don't know if it's because I was sick, Will, or it's because, <laughs> you know, everything has been thrown out of whack because of a recording schedule and things have happened. But uh, this felt like a fever dream of an episode of NXT. Yeah, it did. It was, it was something, you know, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad. It was just, I don't know. It was, it was it, to me, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's because we're so, we're off our normal schedule or something, but it just felt, it just felt weird. It felt odd, off maybe. I don't know. Some other O word. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk a whole lot about the stuff that felt like a fever dream. And what better way to start that conversation off than our opening match? We don't even get, like, the entrances. We literally start backstage with Metaphor. So, Oro Mensa and Noam Dar. And then all of a sudden, Von Wagner and Mr. Stone surprise attack him out of nowhere. Throw them out of the locker room into the hallways, which then prompts the other two Metaphor members, Lash Legend and Jakara Jackson, to go into the hallway where Mr. Stone's kids are there. The girls ask which way they went. They both point in opposite directions, so they split up. And the kids yeah. killed me. It's like, surprise, sneak attack. Yes. The kids were probably the best part of this whole thing. They were. You know, and it's funny because this this whole thing is still so gay. Um, and then it adds, you know, and the funny thing is, it's like putting gay on top of gay. Because, I mean, metaphor is so gay, too. And and it's literally like putting Gold LeMay on top of Gold LeMay. And I'm there, and Noam and Mensa are in there just, you know, getting ready. They're like, yeah, you know, exercising a little bit here and blah, 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 blah. And then like a comedy duo, you know, Von Wagner and Mr. Stone open the door and you see both of their heads looking in. And then it's like sneak attack or whatever it was. And then they like just start beating down on them. And then, it, then of course it just bleeds into the arena. But it, it was the, it was like, I was like, Oh, this is how we're going to open the episode. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
So is this, it's going to be like a goofy fun episode. Is that what, and it, you know, and I, you know, I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know where we were going. Apparently I mean, neither did this match either. No, it didn't either. All four <laughs> participants end up coming out from the back stage area to the ring. We get a really quick five minute match. If that. Yeah. And we end up getting metaphor, picking up a win through a schmaz roll up. And so I was just like, what did this match serve? Like, where are we no. going with this story? Like, what happened? No, I know. I mean, I know that. And I know that, like, Von Wagner and Noam did the whole Heritage Cup thing. and But I, I definitely, and I know Michael's like, yeah, I know we set this up. And I'm like, I know we did. But I'm like, did we really, though? Because I don't, I don't really, re- I remember, but I don't remember this. And that's why I was like. Or was this just a, or did the match just happen to be a, an, a sort of outcome of the sneak attack? You know, I didn't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Oh no, someone's being abducted. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just like, I, I don't, I didn't get, I didn't get it. <laughs> it was so. You know, of course, I'm. I love, I love metaphor. I love Noam, and I think he, Noam is hilarious. I think metaphor is fantastic. I think that whatever the hell this Von Wagner, Mister Stone thing is going on, which we still don't really know, uh, which to me is very much like my two dads, and whatever it is, okay. But this was like gay on top of gay. I mean, this was like gay cake with gay icing. I mean, it was just like, and I'm just like, I don't understand what I was supposed to take from it. Like, I literally don't know what I was supposed to take from it. I mean, okay, metaphor wins by, you know, shenanigans, as always. And I, I just was like, I don't understand the point of that. I mean, there was no... I mean, there was nothing on the line. That's that was what's so weird. I mean, was it just a vengeance thing? I mean, is that uh, you know? I, I, I think NXT has not done a great job kind of giving us a direction to head yeah. with Von Wagner and Mister Stone. I thought we were getting somewhere with this whole like after what happened with Braun Breaker caving in Von's head, and then Mister Stone wants to get his honor back. And then we had the family dinner like two months ago. Then we didn't see them until like a couple weeks ago where they're like, hey, let's go after the Heritage Cup. I'm like, where did that leap of logic go? Like, where do, how did we get here? <laughs> you know, I think I just want them. I think they should just make them like the ambiguously gay duo and make them like this super like, could they be gay or not be gay like tag team? And I would be here for it. I totally would. Because then I was like, I mean, oh, they have a purpose. <laughs> I mean, it would be shades of like Billy Gunn back in the day, too. Yeah. Like when he like him and his tag team partner. I just don't know. I just don't know where where they're going with it. I don't. And I mean, I, I right now it kind of feels like, oh, we got to keep Von Wagner busy until we figure out something. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like just give, him, just... give him something. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know. I mean, it would have been great. I mean, they should have just let him have the damn Heritage Cup. You know, and like go on a small run. Yeah. And then have Noam take it back. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, but 
Like, I feel so bad for Von Wagner. I, I feel like he's just sort of floundering out there and he goes where they tell him to go and he does weird shit for them. And, and then it's just sort of like, okay, now what? And so now I'm just like, okay, so is this, so is this whole metaphor rivalry? Is this what this is going to happen? I mean, is it going to be just them back and forth, back and forth? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the direction that they're going other than Von Wagner has, and Mr. Stone apparently now also have this weird fascination with metaphor and Noam Dar. <laughs> yeah, the leaps in logic of building this feud has been very yeah. weird. And yeah. I feel like it's only going to get stranger from here. I agree with you. Totally. So going from one story and feud that doesn't make a lot of sense story-wise into something that does make sense, after we get a quick recap of what's happening with Mello and Ilya, we first head backstage because Chase U is back. Yay. <laughs> Duke gets his trophy back. The podium. Andre Chase back. gets his podium. Ilya <laughs> <laughs> has her energetic spark back. And Chase U acknowledges JC as being the brains to save Chase U. And then Miss Adriana Rizzo comes into the room uh-huh. and Chase U pays her off. I was just like, I want to know what deal we had because this was kind of this is kind of sick. I love this. I like when she's all like, "This feels heavy." <laughs> like <laughs> the calendars did wonders. I'm like, yeah, because they sold out on NXT shop. I'm upset we didn't get one, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And she's like, so we have a little. It did better than projected, so it was a little extra. And then JC's like, now I'm just like, I don't think that's gonna happen anymore. It's just like, tell the family that you know, when they keep their championships tonight to uh, consider Chase U for an opportunity for the titles. And Adriana's just like, we'll I'll see what I can do. Now, obviously, that's not happening no more, which we'll talk about when we get to the main event. But it was interesting. I love. Yeah, it was interesting for sure. And now we get into our match that has a storyline that makes sense. So we have our Gallus Gauntlet match is what they called it, which I thought was kind of funny, where our boy, our homie, I'm slowly warming up to Ridge Holland as a character and as a wrestler. And I was like, I like Ridge. Mm-hmm. So Ridge Holland is going to be taking on all three Gallus boys in a gauntlet match. So he's going to start with one. And eventually he wants to work his way up to Joe Coffey, who has been kind of the thorn in the side of this little feud that we've had for the last couple of weeks. So match one sees Ridge Holland take on Wolfgang. Picture in picture ruined a lot of this match for me because oh. I had a squint. And I was like, you had mm-hmm. to give this match picture in picture, but whatever. Yeah. What I could see in picture in picture was awesome. Yeah. But then I got mad because Rich picked up the pin during picture in picture. Yeah. I was like, what is happening with this? I was like, picture in picture is Uh, stupid. I don't like it. Dumb. I was so mad. I was so mad. (laughs) And I'm like, thankfully, NXT, when they came back from picture in picture, played the bit of how Rich picked up the first victory. I'm like, I would have wanted to see that not in picture in picture. Yeah, me too. Because, yeah, cause so, he, he pinned Wolfgang first. And then he got into the second match versus Mark Coffey. They went for a couple more minutes. And then Joe interfered from the oh. outside by decking Ridge, which oh. called for a disqualification. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. What we're here to talk about is the Gallus boys, once again, three-on-one, Ridge. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, Ugh, not again. Not again. I know. <laughs> And then this time he fought back. He did. Ridge fought back. He grabbed a chair. He hit everyone. He continued to hit on, like hit the steel chair 
on Joe Joe Coffee until the refs had to come in and take the chair. Like he blacked out when he was attacking everyone with he the chair. Did. And then once he realized what he had done, this yeah. is the this is the trope that I love to call the gentle giant. Like you make him mad, he sees red, he will destroy everything in his path. And only when someone calms him down does he realize the mass destruction that he has left in his wake. While Ridge could have been more violent in terms of, you know, hitting people with the chair, it served an effective storytelling purpose because Ridge looked devastated at the fact that he hit everybody with the chair and he blacked out when he did it. He literally saw red. Yeah. I loved this. You know, it's so funny after when the gals boys were like beating up on him and we were both like, um, not again. I thought for sure, I'm, I'm, I'm excited the way it went, but I thought for sure someone was going to come out and help him. I really did. I was like, come on, somebody go out there and help that man. And, you know, then of course, you know, Joe gets the chair and comes in and, and goes to hit him and, and Ridge kicks him and hits Wolfgang and Mark and then grabs the chair and hits, hits everybody with it. Yeah, and then he just starts wailing on Joe, and I was just like, "Oh, this!" And I, in my mind, I was just like, "Yeah, do it!" All the beatdowns you got from this idiot, I was just like, "Just yes, black and blue his ass right there in the middle of this ring." I mean, seriously. And then, of course, he, you know, the refs take it away, and he's all like, "Oh no, what did I? What did I do? What did I do?" Uh, and I'm like, "You did what you had to do, bitch." that's like i am on your side i am on your side i am not all like no you shouldn't have done that i'm like yes you should have done that (laughs) i'm like you should have done it they freaking deserved it for all the shit they keep giving you i'm very interested to see where the story goes next from here and how we continue to develop this because rich needs to get his he needs to get a win over Joe at some oh, point. He's got to. So I'm interested to see how long we continue this feud out, whether it continues for the next couple of weeks. Honestly, I would love them to build this for the next couple of weeks and then this be a match between Ridge and Joe at Roadblock in March yeah. in a couple of weeks. That'd be cool. Because it's like, I think at this point, it's it's like three weeks until Roadblock. Yeah, so three weeks until the TV special Roadblock. Okay. Then we can finally build to stand and deliver, which I'm super. Oh my god! <laughs> this, yeah, I thought the storytelling in this match was fantastic. Yep. And I'm ha- and I'm interested to see how we develop this. Me too. So we cut backstage. We get the second and final part of the Von Wagner Mr. Stone saga, because they're you know talking about the match, and they talk about everything that went down in the ring, and then they are interrupted with. Somebody who still can't line their beard up correctly and like it looks so bad this week, Will. I was just like, I don't know if you're doing it yourself, Lexus, or somebody's doing it for you, but that person needs to be fired and scolded. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. I was like, no, sir, come on, <laughs> come on. You're this a professional a, now. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I was like, sir, we, we we can't be having this. I don't know what's going on, but I, this was a very interesting backstage segment because Lexus King basically berates and demeans Mr. Stone. And Vaughn steps in and is like, hey, bro, you need to stop. And Lexus is like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll see you two later. And I'm like, 
is this where we're going? Like what? I don't I know. Like, <laughs> there are so many after tonight's episode. Well, there are so many stories and so many moving parts and too many players in a scene. I'm just like, I don't know what's happening anymore. We're scrambling to figure out what we're getting at roadblock. Yeah, I know. And I think, you know, I think it might be, I'm seeing out of this, this interaction backstage, I'm seeing maybe a Mr. Stone versus Lex King match. Maybe next week or week after. I don't know, but that's what it kind of felt like. Cause you know, he insulted him like, you know, he's like, Oh, you know, I'll show your kids who, you know, a proper role model or whatever it was. And I was just like, Ooh, you mess with the kids. I'm sorry, but if I was Mr. Stone at that point, I would have decked him right there. I would have like literally decked him right there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So I'm thinking there might be a Mr. Stone versus Lex King match coming up. So, and I'd be okay with that, by the way, those folks of you out there listening to us. I don't know if y'all have seen Mr. Stone recently, but he is ripped. Holy goodness. Like you get great cheese on those abs. He's had a lot of time to kind of train because last time we saw him in the ring wrestling was Halloween Havoc back in October. And we are currently in February. So it's been like like three months at this point. Yeah. Just about three, four yeah, about months. A little, yeah, a little over three months. But man, That's he's insane. like jacked. I was like, wow. Impressive. <laughs> Which makes me even more mad. I was like, you have him get ready for this and you only give them five minutes. I don't know, man. Hopefully we get to see Mr. Stone wrestle more because, fun oh. fact, he, Mr. Stone is an actual wrestler. But, uh, you know, we'll figure that out there. So we shall see. Can we? So, yeah, that was the whole thing. Yep. But moving on. So I guess now we got Metaphor's new um, feud because, you know, we see the no quarter catch crew, which is Drew Gulak and the guys just ogling. <laughs> the, cup, the heritage cup and then the i'm gonna be honest the exchange between the two of them when oh when oro and noam got to the back i was like this was kind of awkward yeah it was it, it was so it, it, was, it was so, so weird. weird it was just so weird i mean first of all the fact that noam didn't have the <laughs> cup like anywhere near him that's unusual because you know usually it's attached to his hip yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they're just like the four of them are just like standing around it and all glassy eyed and like, oh, this is amazing. And it was just yeah, it was a weird it was this again, it just kind of goes with the night. It was such a weird little moment. <laughs> just Cause I don't know. Did they, I mean, cause did they challenge them or was it like when you're done playing with this, then we'll talk. Is I guess. Uh, I don't even know. I was like, we didn't even get indication if anything. Of anything. I didn't know what was going on in this scene. I mean, I knew what was going on in the scene. I just didn't know. Like, where are we going? Where the like, fuck where, are we going with this? Where, where, <laughs> like literally Dora the Explorer, where are we going? Yeah. I don't know. I have no clue. No clue whatsoever. Somebody get a map because we have lost the plot. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny because like the Heritage Cup has see to me the Heritage Cup is starting to become like a joke. 
as opposed to like a legitimate thing. Like when they were doing the 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 sort of tournament, I was like, this is pretty badass. I mean, like this is really cool. And then, you know, Noam got it back. You know, he didn't lose it or anything, blah, 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 blah. And then it's just like, now whenever someone's like, I want to challenge you for it, it's like so, okay. You know, when he, he and uh, when Noam and Von Wagner, they fought for it, it was like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> anyone who's challenged him for it, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, man, all right. I and feel... I- I mean, Noam has had a few challengers prior to Vaughn, but I yeah. feel like the last time where we had a really good Heritage Cup match was at No Mercy between Noam and Butch, who is now yeah. going back by Pete Dunne again, which makes me super excited. Like, to me, that was the last match where I felt like the Heritage Cup was an actual championship. Yeah. And then we kind of got it when we had Chad Gable face off for it. And then we had Josh Briggs, even though it ended in DQ. But it's been on the slow decline because now it's like been it's being used as a prop more than an actual. Yeah. Because even when when the Alpha Academy was going for it, I mean, even that was like. eh. Because it was like the, the two funny teams, you know, going against each other or what. I mean, I don't know. I just to me, I agree with No Mercy is probably the last true serious and you're right now it's just become a prop and i'm just like okay i mean that's the thing is it's like the longer noam hangs on to it the the cheaper it gets you know i mean don't get me wrong i love me some noam dar and i think that whatever this is is obviously his shtick and that's cool but it literally is like okay okay like when Von Wagner's like, yeah, I'm going to challenge you for it. And I was like, all right, moving on. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't care. Because it literally has sort of got, it's it's cheap now. It's like a cheap gag. I'm like, okay, Noam's going to, Noam's going to, someone's going to challenge Noam. They're going to fight. You know, uh, Metaphor's going to cheat. And, and he's going to retain. And I'm just like, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. And like, you know, we've talked about this in other reviews. It's like, eventually, it's going to get old. Well, for me, it's already getting old. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Miss and Noam, and I love Metaphor and, and all that. But I'm just, this this gag is playing, has I feel, has played out. So either someone needs to take it and hang on to it for a little bit, and then Noam come back and get it, and and be and like treat it like, oh... I didn't realize what I had, you know, that sort of thing. Cause now he's like, it's mine and no one's going to take it from me. And no one has really. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I just think that it, I think it has become more of a prop than an actual championship of some kind, you know? Right. We've lost the plot a little bit. Yeah, And we continue this trend because I'm losing the plot of what's happening in the women's division because we get a very quick match, Lola Vice versus Tatum Paxley. This match occurs because (laughs) Tatum distracted Lola to help Roxanne get the victory last week, which I was like, okay, the setup's there. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we get. We also lost the plot with this one because this was really short. (laughs) This... I think it was weird in the sense because I'm like, Lyra has been so against Tatum being her friend 
this whole entire time. Like Lyra has been against Tatum. And now all of a sudden, like in a quick segment, she's just like, she's my friend. Kind of. I need to be out there to support her. I'm like, girl, where did we go? I was like, this escalated quickly. How did we get here again? That is going to be the running gag for me. This whole entire episode is how did we get here? <laughs> Character choices are very, very weird. Yeah, so uh, again, we lost the plot here. I'm like, when did Lyra decide that Tatum was her friend all of a sudden? I don't know. We spent, we spent weeks like having this weird like, I don't really like Tatum like that. And you're being kind of weird too. I have to protect her, kind of. Even though she's, I'm not calling her my friend. I'm like, what? Where? Did, wh how did we get here? I mean, I all I can, the only thing I can think of is it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, I, I don't know because it was like they were fighting, and then suddenly there was Lyra on the sidelines, like, "Get up, girl! You can do it, girl! Don't get you!" Or no, she was telling her to stay down. That's what it was. Stay down. You know, it's like, and I'm just like. I don't understand what's going on right now. I don't. And then, yeah, then we get the backstage sequence thing. And I just, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't know where it's going. I, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. This just added to the night's weirdness. Everything is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we continue to get into weirdness. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Lola picked up the victory. Yes. Cool. Um, Which I figured sure. was going to happen. I mean. Right. So then the weirdness continues because Tony D'Angelo is talking to Luca Cristiano, like our lawyer turned wrestling character we got introduced to in the, you know, NXT men's breakout tournament. Mm -hmm. And then him and Stax are talking about how they're going to take care of business tonight. Obviously, that did not happen, kind of bearing the lead here. But, you know, we'll reserve that for when we get to the main event. Which then brings us back to Lyra Tatum land, because Lyra is carrying Tatum. And, like, Tatum is still kind of passed out. And then my goddess Shotzi comes into the frame. And basically, Lyra and her have a back and forth. Shotzi's outfit was on point. Yep as it always is with her. Yep. And we set up an NXT women's championship match between Lyra and Shotzi for next week, which makes me super excited. I agree. Me too. I also thought the whole entire time I laughed so hard because as these two were talking, the camera pans down and Tatum's like knocked out. And then she wakes up to kind of eavesdrop and then goes back to pretending to be knocked out. Yeah. And then at the end of this is like, so we got Shotzi next week. And Lyra's like, what the heck girl? <laughs> that was so funny. But she's like, oh, we got Shotzi next week. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't with you anymore. It's so weird. It's so funny. I I, I'm, I'm, I like this Lyra and Tatum thing. I think it's fun. But I don't I don't know what they I don't think they know what they want the end game to be. Because I'm like, is this going to turn into like a mentor mentee thing, or is this going to turn into a we're going to fight one day thing? Like, you know, like the only way to get rid of you is to be mean to you. Basically, I don't know. I I don't know what this is. I don't know what it's going to. I know what it is. I just don't know what it's going to become. I guess that's my big thing. I don't think NXT even knows what they want. I don't think this they do to either. become. I think they're still trying to figure it out as we go along. <laughs> just like this next match 
I wanted more for both of these women. Yeah. Adriana Rizzo versus Jada Parker. NXT crowd was out of control with the thirst for Jada Parker. Uh-huh. This match was really short and I wanted more because we we literally just saw both Adriana and Jada go at it much harder at Vengeance Day in that six person tag than they did in this, this match. whole match. I agree. I was disappointed in this women's match. And I normally I, I I don't normally say that, but mm-hmm. I was like, the women matches tonight were kind of very subpar because of yeah. how short they were. They weren't really given a lot of time, but which I'm like, what's that, happening? The thing that pisses me off about this match is they set it up to be a badass match mm-hmm. between the two these two women who are both in their own rights, badass bitches. And they get in the ring, they fight, and it's like done. And it wasn't even all that exciting. I mean, I was like, we were talking off ca- off camera. I was like, I was waiting for some like nineteen eighties, you know, high school hallway fighting going on. I was, I mean, I wanted there to be like hair pulled out, weaves flying across the ring. I mean, I wanted to see it all, and we didn't get any of that. We got none of it, and I was so disappointed because. Every time, and this is the thing, and and sometimes I think this is where NXT kind of falters. You know, you've got Jada who, whenever she speaks, one, she speaks very intelligently, but she's very much like, I get shit done. You know, and then Rizzo's the same way. They're like, she's like, you know what? You don't disrespect me or I will get shit done. And Mm -hmm. then they talk it and they talk it and they talk it. And then finally they get in the ring together, like officially. And it, this is what we get. I mean, it was like expecting filet mignon and you get a hamburger patty. I mean, truly, I was so disappointed in this match. Because I, when, it was, when I saw it was them, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I mean, these two badass women, I was like, I can't wait. I cannot wait. And then it happened. And I was like, wow, I could have totally waited for that. It was too short. They were not like going at each other. Like, like their characters are set up. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like here's our here's our characters on the outside of the ring, and then here we are inside, which is completely different. Because the women, the the people fighting in the ring were not Jada and Rizzo. I don't know who they were. But it was it was not Jada Parker and Adriana Rizzo. It was not because they were not hitting at it. They were. It was like, eh, oh yeah, uh. you know. It was. I mean, I was expecting honestly and truly. What I was expecting is I was expecting Jada Parker to rip her apart, like at the beginning of this match, because she was ready for it. And I was like, oh, Jada's got it. She's gonna get in there and she's gonna be like, oh hell yeah. And then, and now. It didn't happen <laughs> at all. Like I was like, well, uh, okay, maybe it'll happen later in the match. No, it didn't happen at all. You're like, never mind. Yeah, I was like, okay, moving on. What's next? <laughs> all right. I mean, I mean, yay, Jada won, but <laughs> I wanted more from it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, ugh, whatever. Okay. So we close out hour one. We get a quick backstage segment. And honestly, this was probably the best thing that happened in the first hour of NXT because we have the Wolf Dogs 
So the wolf dogs, the wolf dogs are backstage. You know, we have Baron Corbin and Bronze Breaker. Uh, yeah. Seriously, Braun, I love you. I really do. But we, we gotta we, get this we're going to control. We got to get we got to get the shade of like copper down to a science because this is getting out of hand of how dark or how light you look each week is not consistent, which is really weird. It's not. But I enjoyed this backstage segment Uh because they talk about the fact that they have a championship match tonight and, you know. They're still kind of being jerks to each other. Which is great. And then I love that Baron's like, look, if we win just for you, Braun, I will call us the Wolf Dogs, but one time only. But you need to pull your weight in the match. And Braun's like, down. And I was just like, Braun, you psychologically got Baron to want to say the Wolf Dogs with this. I was like, I see what you did here. Uh-huh. I freaking love them. <laughs> Like if we if we get a wolf dog t-shirt, you will sign me up. Like what Hell okay? Yeah. So okay, hear me out, right? Side tangent real quick. If we make a t-shirt, I want them to have like, I don't know. Well, I mean, Will, you're in Texas, so you probably see this a lot. And me being, you know, a Mexican and Puerto Rican, like the big old like Mexican comforter blankets with like the wolves and like the spirit, like the mist, <laughs> like in the mysticism artwork. Like I don't know what the style is called, but you know what I'm talking about, right? It's the the southwest, the, pe- the southwest, the southwest like yeah. peyote style. Yeah, like I need I need a wolf dog T-shirt like that. <laughs> I agree. Oh my god, I agree. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my god, like <laughs> southwestern themed. Oh my god, <laughs> I want that on the T-shirt. NXT, I will take my residual check. Exactly. Oh, we but, need a Wolf Dogs t-shirt. Seriously. But this is continuing to build up, and we're going to talk a lot about the Wolf Dogs yeah, we when are. we get to it. I know we keep saying this, but this was the only big thing and the good thing that they built up to the whole night is we kept building up our championship match, which would be the main event, as we learned at the beginning of this episode. Yep. So that ends hour one. Then we kick off hour two with... Oh. We forgot uh, the die jack. Oh yeah, that's right. I for- it was yeah. so quick. I forgot to write yeah, it down again. It, it felt it like so a fever fast. dream because I was like in and out because I was feeling sick. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, die jack's like I'm not done with Gacy, and I was like, we'll talk about more about that in a little <laughs> bit because we are actually at said match with Joe Gacy because this is Joe Gacy versus Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> now, for me personally, we talked a little bit before this went on air. I actually enjoyed a lot of this match. I did too. I thought it was the camera going upside down. I was just like, this is really weird. And it's my vertigo is acting up. Yeah. Guys. I thought I was like, I don't really, do it again. When I was watching it, because I was watching it on my phone today, I thought my phone's screen had flipped. <laughs> and I was like trying to get my, I was literally turning my phone. I was like, what's going on? Why? And it, I just wouldn't do it. I was like, and then it went back to normal. I was like, oh, they it got me. They got Miguel. (laughs) But I really enjoyed this match. Again, this match came about because we didn't even get to see the attack that happened from Carmelo on Joe Gacy last week. This is a digital exclusive. And I'm like, cameraman, you're fired. Like, (laughs) we didn't even get to see it on the regular episode. We had to find out about it on social media, which is weird. Um, Honestly... This is probably the smoothest I've seen Carmelo Hayes move in a while, but that's because Joe Gacy's pretty good. 
And honestly, I feel like this match did more so to showcase Gacy to the rest of the NXT audience more in depth than he did when he was the leader of Schism. Because Carmelo did his thing, but Gacy was out here, like, well, being nuts. Yeah. And man, but look, you know, the, I loved the. Okay. And I was, I, off camera, I was, when I was watching it, I was sending Mikey messages. And I said that every time I see Joe Gacy on my TV, it makes me love him more. And this match made me love him even more because, man, he was slinging haze around that ring. Like, literally, just like, bam. I was just like tossing him over his shoulder. I was just like, what is happening in here? I was loving, I actually really did enjoy this match a lot. I loved watching because I, and I, the reason I loved it is that it did not, it wasn't a squash match. Basically, you know, Carmella didn't just come in and destroy Gacy. It was literally, he had to fight that man. And I was like, see, okay, this match exceeded what I thought it was going to be. Because I literally thought it was just going to be Carmella's going to come in, destroy Gacy, and then say some bullshit on the thing, and then, you know, whatever. But no, I mean, it was like, like Gacy was tossing him around like a rag doll at times. I, I, I was really kind of impressed. It really kind of showed what Gacy's capable of, like, as a wrestler. I was like, wow, look at you, man. Look at you. So I, I really I like this this match too. I really enjoyed it. I thought it ended up really well. Obviously, Carmelo Hayes does pick up the win here, but what I enjoyed about this win is the fact that Carmelo had to work a little harder than he normally does to win against this match. But then it is everything that happened afterwards that is the big talking point. Because Dijak comes out with a bag, beats up on Joe Gacy. And then literally puts this man in a straight jacket. And I'm like, what is happening? I love this so much. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that we're continuing this feud. I loved, I love, and this was what's so great about that. You know, what I loved about this is that I don't think Dijak has realized what he's done. Because he put Joe Gacy in a straight jacket, which is exactly what he wanted. I don't think that this is a, I don't think he, I think he's thinking, oh, I just locked you up. I'm like, he's going to get out of it. He's going to like get loose and he's going to come haunting your ass. He's coming for you, man. And you're going to see him in that straight jacket. I think that straight jacket is going to become part of his costume. I really do. And I'm here for this. I am so here for this Dijak Joe Gacy thing. I don't know what it is, and I, I don't care. I kind of like it. <laughs> I 100% agree. And <laughs> I'm super excited to see where this next stage of the feud takes place, which is going to be really fun. So then... We get backstage, we get a bunch of women. So we have Brinley Reese, Carmen Petrovich, and Kalani Jordan, you know, hyping up Bryn for her match against Kiana later in the evening. And then they are interrupted by Lash Legend, Jakari Jackson, Kalani, J Lash Legend belittles Kalani, Kalani fires back, 
and then the women kind of separate. If we're getting Lash versus Kalani down the road, I am here for this match. <laughs> I agree. I'm just happy to see Kalani more too on my screen. Me too. Oh, I missed her. Me too. I was. I didn't realize this match was happening, and then when the helicopter was coming in, I was like, "Oh, yay, girl! We haven't seen you in forever." So now I'm kind. Of, yeah, I, me too. I'm glad. I'm glad Kalani is back, or is you know. They're they're using her again, because or more or whatever. I I know that it feels like forever since we've seen her last. Seriously, I'm like, what? She's been missing. I missed her so much. Me too. But I'm super happy to see her back. So from here, we also jumped. <laughs> this was part one of a two part saga that made me laugh really really hard. So this time we're in the actual backstage. So we see Ren Sinclair, Ariana Grace, Gigi Dolan, like Ariana and Gigi are like in the background. And in the forefront of the shot is Ren Sinclair. And then in comes Roxanne Perez, who is not a happy camper because Shotzi gets a title match against Lyra after being messed after Tatum and Lola messed up her chance at Vengeance Day and whatnot. So then Ren's like, hey, Roxanne. Like, we just need to relax. I understand where you're coming from. And then she tries to backtrack a little bit. And then Roxanne is the funniest thing, which looked like a really stiff one, too. She punched Ren in the face. And I'm looking in the back and Gigi's like, you hear Gigi's like, what was that all about? And Ariana Grace is just like clutching her pearls and everything in the background. I guess this makes Roxanne officially a heel turn. I was like, OK, that's one way to go about it. You're muted, by the way. I was like, I guess, sure. I just, I, I don't know. It was, this was weird. I mean, it was a weird, again, it just goes with the night. The whole night was just weird. Because, I mean, yeah, this thing happened, punched her in the face, which is, which was weird. I mean, it, you know, it just, it didn't feel, I, to me, it felt a little out of place. It felt a little like, ooh, what's that? You know, as opposed to like, I don't know. I, I did to me. It felt so weird. And I mean, I know that I know that they're trying to make Roxanne sort of, yeah, like that, like I guess you know, full heel turn, whatever. But I, I just, I don't know. It just to me, it just felt weird. It was a, it was a good scene, but I was just like, oh, she punched her in the face. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, what? Punch her uh, in the face? You know, as opposed to like slapping her or something, which we normally see. You know, I mean, the, I'm here for a punch in the face, but like, oh, yeah, but it, this it, was a weird. I'm a, I'm gonna say something very controversial here, and this might get me in trouble with you and maybe somebody else. <laughs> so Roxanne's officially heel now, which is great, but I feel like this was the laziest way to turn somebody heel. Yeah, and I'm not expecting it to be like a magnum opus kind of thing. Like, here's the vil, villain villain origin story, but to me, this was a lazy way to get Roxanne to be heel. I was like. I don't know. I was like, oh, mm, it is what it is at this point. No, I'm. Yeah, I was. I'm very much the same way. I, I thought this was a this was a weird. I don't know. It felt so so quick, so sudden. You know, I mean, I know that we've been kind of building to it. You know, with things happening, but this this switch flipped so fast. 
you know, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes, but this this whole thing felt weird to me. It, it felt, really it felt did. It did. So then we get a quick vignette, kind of similar to the ones we got at Vengeance Day with the, like, creepy text on the screen. So I was just like, I'm very interested to see who ends up coming out from that one. Which then we get, once again, one of the how-did-we-get-here storylines. So Oba Femi comes to the ring. He talks about his match against Dragon Lee at Vengeance Day. And then Lexus King, of all people, interrupts. And basically, it's just like, I should get a title match. And Oma Febby's like, deal, I'm going to break your bones by the end of this. I, I keep, I've, this is like the fourth or fifth time that I've said this. But this is where I was just like, we lost the plot. Where did we go with all of this? How did we get Lexus King to get a title match against Oma Femi next week? Like, I don't even know anymore. This, we've lost the plot. We've lost the plot again. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, yeah, this was another one. You know, and I just. I, I mean, it's like. What are, where, what are we doing? <laughs> and I feel like Alexis hasn't earned a championship match yet. And no, I don't know anymore. No, this 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 again. This one felt so out of left field. It was like, I don't understand. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're trying to achieve. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But something I will tell you that I do know where we're heading because this actually was good. We hit. We're backstage. Josh. Josh Briggs is chatting with some of the talent. Brooks Jensen comes from the opposite end of the stage. It's like, you told me to grow up hair and decks the kid in the face. And then a whole bra breaks out. And the whole locker room has to separate the best friend, the friends. And then Ava gets involved and she's like, uh, uh-uh, we ain't fighting backstage. If you want to settle business, we're going to settle it in the ring, which means we get confirmation later when we get the bumpers before the main event, Josh and Brooks are going to be going one-on-one next week. And honestly, this is probably my most anticipated match for next week of the ones that we got told we're getting. This is the match where we have friends. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Friends are fighting. It's great. I would love to see Fallon be like, if she plays a part in this too, because yeah. this is crazy. I'm excited for this. Exciting. This Thank gave you. me the same energy of like when Dominic Mysterio was talking smack and Nathan Frazier like jumped him from behind that one episode of NXT. Yeah, I remember like, that. It's like, I'm gonna hit you to your face and then just starts beating him up. Yep. Good times. I'm excited for this match. Then we get into, I'm going to be honest, this was probably my favorite women's match of the evening, which is really sad to say for how short it was too. Kiana James versus Brinley yeah. Reese. Yeah. I think this was my favorite one. women's match. Yeah. Kiana wins. Her and Izzy like continue to be the mean girls of NXT. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here and I was like, but you said at Vengeance Day, you were going to go after Kalani. So why are we going after Coffee Girl? Yeah, exactly. This really weird roundabout way to get to Kalani, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But I, love not, I hate that we I hate that we went over that match in like 10 seconds, but like honestly, uh, there wasn't much to it because it was really short. No, it was. It I mean all of the women's one all the women's matches were super short. I mean, this was probably my favorite one of the three, but it, 
and you know, and I love, I love Brinley. She's fun. She's so fun. You know, and of course we get to see her again later, but it's, it's just so funny. It's just so funny. So funny. But yeah, this match was, was, this match was good. It's probably the best out of the women's matches, but it, it was still like, it was so short. It was too short. And I, I don't necessarily think it showcased anybody. That's yeah, very you know? fair. And I was oh, like, I thought we were going to get Kiana versus Kalani because it seemed that's what we were heading in Vengeance Day. But it seems we're going to take the long about way to get there. And I'm just like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I hate that I'm saying that a lot, but this was a really weird episode. It time. was. It was a really just strange episode. I feel like somebody... I feel like a couple pages of script got lost along the way, and this was like a Mad Libs episode of, you know, NXT. No, absolutely. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. This was the Mad Libs version of NXT because then it continued into the next segment where Ava's on the phone. Roxanne comes in and is just like, so you're going to give Shotzi a match? Ava looks at Roxanne. Did you punch Ren in the face? I was like, Shotzi gets a championship match. Let me ask the question again. Did you or did you not? punch right in the face well i mean yeah i guess girl we don't punch people in the face around here like i don't know what you think this is and it's just like look ren already came in here she wants a match against you next week then after that match you could come find me again and we could potentially talk about you going up against lyra and roxanne's like fine whatever and leaves ava made my whole night with this it's like did you punch Ren in the face like concerned? Roxanne doesn't answer. Let me ask again. Yeah. Did you or did you not punch that girl in the face? <laughs> it was so funny. The delivery just got me yeah. for some reason. I was like, this shouldn't be as funny as it is. I agree. But like in a good way. Just, I agree. It was funny. Like, it was so good. I love Ava in this role. I really do too. And then, you know, we cut backstage, like, near the curtain with all the people entering. So Idris Anofe and Malik Blade are talking. And they're taking it. They're, they don't make a bet, but they're trying to figure out, you know, with Brinley losing her match, she's probably going to be distraught. Idris is just like, there's no way nobody can be happy after suffering an embarrassing loss like that. And then Brinley comes cartwheeling in. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> she She's like, woo! I was like, yeah, she's totally coffee girl. She is, like, so caffeinated. She's like, it's only onwards and upwards for here. I can learn from my losses. And then cartwheels out. And Malik just looks at Idris and is just like, I mean. and So it, funny. This is such an odd couple pairing between these three. I'm kind of here for it. I love it. I think I've discovered that in NXT, I love the odd couplings more than anything else. Like the couplings that you don't really expect. They just sort of come out of right field. And this is one of those because I remember, was it last week or no week before last? I think they they entered they first met, and it was just like <laughs> this random this random girl that we didn't even know her name at that time. <laughs> she was just like this bubbly personality, and these two guys are just like, who the hell is this girl? <laughs> it's like, and, and now they, I kind of want them to be best friends. After yeah, this, me so. too. I want them to be like, I want her to be like their their third in their tag team i think that would be fantastic i would i love it because she's just so like 
And honestly, <laughs> any more reason to get Malik and Idris more on television because they're an amazing tag team. We saw that yeah, in great, their match actually. against Nathan and Axiom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that match was so good. It, yep. it was so great. I agree. So hopefully we get to see more of them. We do get bumpers for next week. So we got a couple of matches. Brooks versus Josh, which I'm really excited for. That's my yeah. most anticipated. Yeah, me too. Roxanne versus Ren, which should be fun. Hopefully, uh -huh. they give it more time than most of these women's God, matches I hope next so. week. Um, we also are getting an NXT North American Championship match between Oba Femi and Lexus <sighs> King, which I was just like, Oba's going to destroy him. <laughs> Good. <laughs> which is <laughs> like. Honestly, I'm kind of here for that because I feel like there needs to be another development for Lex's character because the shmarmy heel stick is kind of losing its welcome with me. And I was like, we need another dimension to it. Yeah, like, I agree. Let him be, a, let him be a whiny, like cool heel character where he whines about losing. And then, of course, also probably one of my other most anticipated matches for next week for the NXT Women's Championship, Lyra versus Shotzi. I was just like, yeah. I know the outcome is going to be Lyra retaining, but I'm just excited to see Me my too. girl Shotzi wrestle more. And I think Lyra and Shotzi's wrestling styles has the potential to be some fun stuff to watch. I agree. So now we've gotten through all that. We finally <sighs> make it to the main event. This is for the NXT Tag Team Championships, the family defending their titles <laughs> against the Wolf Dogs. This was my match of the night <laughs> yeah, just because the entering work was really great. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, I love the family, but man, the Wolf Dogs have become one of our favorite things here on the NXT reviews yep. since they got paired together for the Dusty Cup. Yep. And we buried the lead multiple times throughout this review, but we have new NXT tag champs. The Wolf Dogs beat <laughs> the family. And they are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. And I could not be happier. Same. I cannot <laughs> believe I'm saying this, Me but <laughs> I'm so happy to see Baron and Braun hold championship gold together. It's so funny. I was, and I was telling Mikey off camera. I actually, when I was watching it, I was texting. I was like, I've gone from hating them to loving them to absolutely adoring adoring these two extremely dumb idiot boys and i freaking love them and i just ever since they teamed up as a tag team the two of them have become completely different characters because you know i i went i went and looked back i was like i need to look back at some stuff so i went and i looked back like at the von wagner and braun breaker thing and then all of corbin's you know ridiculous stuff that he did with everybody and i was just like god these two characters were just ugh. you know i'm just like and i and it was so funny because i don't think either of them had a purpose like as individual characters i really don't i don't think braun breaker had a purpose like a true purpose other than just to be the mean kid and like hurt people you know, and then Corbin, his only purpose at that time was just to be the 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 sort of stuck up rich kid type thing. You know, like, oh, I'm better than you and I'm not listening to you. So oh, I don't care. You know, and it's like and then they got together and they completely have changed. They're still dicks to each other, which I think is part of the charm. 
you know, because they didn't change who they were. You know, we they're both in, as individuals, they're horrible people. But when they are together, oh my god, it's like comedy gold. And then they're both really good as a tag team. Like they are really good. I think that's because they're so horrible to each other that you know <laughs> they know where they stand with each other. So it's not like, uh, oh, can I trust my partner? Can I trust my partner? It's like literally, it's like I can't trust my partner, which makes me trust my partner. You know, and it's like. I, I just love it. And I love all the playful, like, you know, pre and post stuff they do with each other. I just, it is, it's just all their backstage work is so funny. I'm just like, oh my God, I want them to retain these titles for a while. I really do. I want the wolf dogs to stick. <laughs> I at least want them to hold on to these things and I want them to make it to stand and deliver where they yes. can defend them. Yes. I mean, that's a tall order because that's in mm. April. But honestly, I think, I, NXT has a, I think NXT has a chance to turn this into a gold mine. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not kidding. The merchandise sales alone. I'm telling you, I want that Southwestern, like, mysticism, peyote style mm-hmm. t-shirt. Like, someone selling it out of the mystery machine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want... I want them to make it like a hippie shirt and then a matching bandana so we can totally wear it. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm telling you, Shawn Michaels, you can take my idea. I just asked for a residual check. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But I, yeah. The match it was so good. I think this is the most, I, no, I don't want to say vicious. Vicious is not the word, but when the family said that they were going to take care of business, they weren't playing around this whole entire match either because they knew that Baron and Braun were going to bring it. That spear, though, from Braun Breaker to pick up the victory oh. on stacks looked painful. I thought he was dead. I was like, <laughs> he folded this man in half. Yep. He folded him like a lawn chair. Yep. Oh but my God. man, this is a fantastic match. And we have new NXT tag champs. And the Wolf Dogs celebrate in the ring as NXT goes off the air this week. It was crazy. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was crazy. As I said before, this is mine and Will's match of the yep. night. This tag team championship match was the our this favorite was, match of the Oh, evening. my God. This was a. It's so phenomenal. Good. So good. Alrighty, well, we've come to the end of this week's NXT review. So the final thing we got to do before we get on out of here is rate this. <laughs> Which, uh. yes. So it. Well, if you're still thinking about it, I'll go first. Okay, because I'm. Mm. So I am super happy to see the Wolf Dogs win NXT ta- Team Championship Gold. I think they're gonna have a really fun run. But outside of that, and then Joe Ga- developing Gacy and Dijak's feud, I'm going to say the rest of this episode of NXT kind of... Again, I attribute this episode to a Mad Libs version of NXT because I feel like a couple of pages of the script for the night were missing, so they Mad Libbed everything. Let's throw this match here. Let's have these people fight. Let's have these backstage segments. And I don't think anything was inherently bad, but this show felt like a comedy sketch, like it felt like a comedy sketch show that did yeah. that was missing the mark for a couple of this. So with that being said, if 
pains me to do this, but I got to be honest here at, you know, the DDT review for NXT. I'm going to give this a six and a half out of ten. Yeah. Like, again, nothing was inherently horrible that would have made me reduce the score even lower. But this was this literally is the this episode of NXT was literally the embodiment of like the book, The Sound and the Fury, like like sound of signifying nothing (laughs) is basically the best way to describe this is like there's a lot of things that happen but there was no real significance to the majority of it (laughs) yeah you know and the sad thing is is i'm about the same i think i gave it a six and for the same reasons i mean it was just i mean i didn't really know the rhyme or reason for this episode (laughs) like I mean, I literally was like, did we just throw some stuff together just so we could have the main event? And not, you know, and they had to like, because to me it felt like, oh, the, the, the episode, yeah. the episode, I has felt to like go they long. had, they built everything around this main event of the tag team championships. Like that was built out great the whole night. Everything else felt weird. And then, like, we had a, even though we didn't cover it, we had a baller episode last week. I yeah. mean, we had the Carmelo Hayes yep. villain speech. Yeah. We had some really, really fun matches last week, I like, agree. I, which was really crazy. I was just like, how? I mean, I don't know. Again, it was literally last week. We had Nathan and Axiom with Malik Blade and Injuries and Nofe. They went and had a 17 minute tag team match, yeah. which was amazing. We had more Thea and JC. We had Kalani. We had a whole bunch of stuff happen, which was really fun. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't this week know. was weird. It was. It really, really was. I, I just, I, yeah. So I mean, I, mine, mine was a six. I, I gave it a six because I just, I, I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well. Hopefully, next week we can say we enjoy, what enjoy it a little bit better but uh we're gonna get on out of here now so for those of you that tuned in and sat through our whole entire review as we reviewed the weirdest episode of nxt so far this year yeah you can check out all the other stuff here we have on the youtube channel you can follow us all over the social medias at bc WrestlePod. stay up to date when videos go live and some fun stuff and then of course if you can't commit to watching our beautiful faces on a daily basis you can take us with you on the go as all of the reviews now have audio components about it. Usually they go about two to three days after the videos do on YouTube. So to give some space for that. So make sure to carry our voices with you. And next week we will be back. And I'm 90% sure that all three hosts will be in the same room. Finally together for this one. But until then, we'll see you next week. And remember, From myself, Will, Andrew, and the rest of the Biconics boys, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, stay Biconic, all you guys, gals, non-binary parents, he, she's, and they's, and gays of the internet. We will see you next time, but until then, that's all for now. Thank you 
so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>